This is Radio Influence. Podcasting redefined. This is Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. A look inside the biggest and most controversial news stories you need to know now. One of the country's most relied upon law enforcement analysts, Vincent Hill. Hey, good evening. You know what you're listening to. This is Beyond the Badge. I'm Vincent Hill. And if I'm not in my joyful self, as I usually am, it's because, for good reason, the very first minute of this show was a 911 call from September 11th, 2001. And unless you were under a rock, weren't born yet, were very young like my son was at the time, you don't remember that day the way I do and many, many millions and millions of Americans do. That was considered the worst terrorist attack in U.S. history. September 11, 2001, that was a 911 call from someone inside the building on the 83rd floor who essentially was calling just minutes before her death. Now, that was 2001. Let's fast forward some 15 years to this past weekend, and I woke up this Sunday to a terrorist attack. And when I first heard it, a friend of mine that's a producer at HLN texted me and said, hey, did you hear about the shooting at a nightclub in Orlando? They're calling it terrorism. And when she said terrorism, as a joke, I said, what, is ISIS hitting nightclubs now? So I turn on the news. There's 20 people uh, that they're saying are dead, 50 injured. That later changed to 50 dead and 50-plus injured. And now this is being called the worst terrorist attack on U.S. soil since 9-11. And let's just think about that for one second. Yes, 50 dead, 9-11, thousands dead. Destruction of buildings, destruction of cities. There's firefighters to this day that are still dying from side effects 
of the stuff that went on that day. But this attack at a shooting at a nightclub in Orlando was being called the worst terrorist attack since 9-11. That's pretty strong. But when you think about it, we can go back a few months and talk about San Bernardino and the shooting there. That was linked to terrorism, radical Islam. We can talk about a lot of other stuff that's happened since September 11th right here in the U.S. And I think that statement is true, that this is the worst terrorist attack on U.S. soil since September 11th, 2001. And people are, how do you call a terrorist? Well, the shooter in this case apparently called 911, pledged his allegiance to ISIS, and went into a nightclub with an AR-15, which is what I suspected from the start, even before they named the weapon, just based on the amount of destruction he did in just minutes. An AR-15, a handgun, and some type of device, which could have been an explosive device. And then, just like that, 50 people lost their lives. 50 families will be forever affected by this. There's people still in the hospital in grave condition. There's people that are seriously injured. That's terror. Now, let's look at the definition of terror and whether it's homegrown, whether it's radicalized. The definition of terrorism is the use of violent acts to frighten the people in an area as a way of trying to achieve political goal. The use of violent acts to frighten the people in an area as a way to try to achieve political goal. So to me, quite frankly, whether it's homegrown, when you look at a Timothy McVeigh, or whether it's radical Islam, as you look in Orlando and San Bernardino and other places, terrorism is terrorism. And you look at McVeigh, he had a political goal. You look at ISIS, they have a political goal. So terrorism in this country is something that we deal with on a daily basis. But there are ways, there's things we can do to prevent. There are things that we know ahead of time, which we still, for whatever reason, come up short in preventing terrorism. Let's look at the shooter in Orlando. And I'm not going to use his name because that's probably what he wanted. Apparently, the FBI is saying that at one point he was on their watch list just based on statements he had made to co-workers. Of course, people called it in. He is Middle Eastern. He has the stereotype of what people would consider a terrorist. He's from the Middle East. He's talking about terrorism. He's talking about this. He's talking about guns. So he got reported. The FBI had him on a watch list, but he was still able to go buy his guns legally at a gun store because the gun store didn't know anything about a watch list, nor was he flagged as a threat to the United States of America. Now, we can pay, play politics and blame this on the Democrats. We can blame it on the Republicans, the Tea Party, the Boston Tea Party. We can blame it on whoever, but obviously there's a flaw in the system. This guy was on a watch list at one point being considered a terrorist, but yet he was able to go buy an assault rifle legally, a handgun legally, and go into a nightclub and commit an act 
of terror. And to top it off, he chooses to go to a gay club and target a bunch of gay people. So not only is this an act of terrorism, in my mind, and by legal definition, this is a hate crime. Because you targeted a group of individuals simply based on their beliefs or their lifestyle. Just like if all the victims were black, this would be a hate crime. So you commit an act of terror on U.S. soil, soil that you've lived on the majority of your life, and you commit a hate crime against the gay and lesbian community there in Orlando, Florida. Now, anyone that knows me knows I'm not a politician. They know this, but most of the people that know me know I swing on the conservative side. But there are a few things, and I've mentioned this on my show, that have me really, really rattled when it comes to the statements by President Obama. A, let's call a spade a spade. This guy pledged allegiance to ISIS. He's been on a watch list, a terrorist watch list. But yet we don't want to call this radical Islam. We just want to call it a terrorist attack. Well, what is ISIS? A radical Islamic group, plain and simple. So let's call a spade a spade. If I had an ISIS, he would look like ISIS. Let's call it what it is. ISIS is ISIS, a radical Islamic group. So, of course, when this breaks, the president goes right back to what he always says about all of the other mass shootings, about how this is a gun control issue. And let me play that soundbite for you. Today marks the most deadly shooting in American history. The shooter was apparently armed with a handgun and a powerful assault rifle. This massacre is therefore a further reminder of how easy it is for someone to get their hands on a weapon that lets them shoot people in a school or in a house of worship or a movie theater or in a nightclub. And we have to decide if that's the kind of country we want to be. Well, with all due respect, Mr. President, I would have to disagree. You said we have to decide if that's the type of world we want to live in. That is the world we live in where a legal U.S. citizen can go and purchase an assault rifle, a handgun, legally at a gun store, which is what this shooter did. It's our Second Amendment God-given right that we've had for hundreds and hundreds of years. We've had it before you were President of the United States. We will have it long after you're the President of the United States because this is the United States. But the world I don't want to live in is a world where terrorists in this country are free to move around and do what they do. That's the world I don't want to live in. When someone who is flagged on a terrorist watch list can still go buy a gun is a world I don't want to live in. But for you to easily say this just shows how easy it is for someone to get a gun and go out and do this. Well, I know plenty of people Civilian are police that own AR-15s. I've shot an AR-15. I've carried around a shotgun and a few other guns at any given time, but I never went into a nightclub and killed 50 people. 
I never pledge my allegiance to ISIS to say, I'm going to carry out your political goal. Remember, that's the definition of terrorism. I've never even thought to tell people as a joke, yeah, I got this many guns and I'm going to go kill people because I pledge allegiance to Allah, a jihad, or whatever. Because I bought my guns legally as an American, my God-given right. I have one right beside me right now, Glock 26, because it's my God-given God-given U.S. citizen right. So guns are not the problem. You look at Sandy Hook. He was not an Islamic, uh, radical Islamic guy. He was a red-blooded American who was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but he bought his guns illegally. You look at the shooting in Colorado at the abortion clinic. He was not a radical Islamic he bought his guns legally, but he was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So it's not the guns. In fact, your Democratic running mate, who you have now endorsed, Hillary Clinton, said today that we have to make it impossible for terrorists to get their hands on these assault rifles. Oh, I get it. I agree. But she was basically saying that no one should be able to get their hands on these assault rifles and these type of weapons. Well, that's not true. And I had this conversation with, with someone at work who said the same thing. Why are gun stores allowed to sell these weapons? Who needs those? Who needs those? And my words to him, and luckily another military person was there with me, said, you'd be surprised how many people actually have AR-15s in their house or may ride around with them in their car but they don't go around shooting 50 people because, again, it's their God-given right as a U.S. citizen to carry those weapons. So it's not the weapons. It's not, we can't use the term weapon of mass destruction because think about this. Logically, this guy in Orlando wanted to do this. Say he couldn't get his hands on an AR-15. What would stop him from getting his hands on a Remington 870 shotgun? Or what would stop him from going to buy two or three handguns, have them fully loaded with extra magazines already loaded and extra rounds to reload at the club? He still would have taken out a few people. It would have happened. If that was his agenda, to commit that act of violence for his political goal, he would have done it regardless, whether it was an AR-15 Shotgun, 9mm, 40 caliber, 22, long rifle, you name it. He would have done his agenda because it was his agenda. So we can preach how we need to ban assault weapons. We need to ban this. But I'm telling you, that is not the issue. Now, I will give the president credit for actually thanking the first responders that went to the nightclub, did what they had to do. To eliminate the target. Now, they didn't shoot him in the leg. They didn't try to pepper spray him. They didn't do all this stuff that I'm sure, even in the midst of all this tragedy, some knucklehead is going to say because they eliminated the threat. So the president thanked the first responders for going in, eliminating the threat, and preventing more casualties. Now, I was happy that he said that, but it only lasted for about a second because I thought back now this is the same president that wants to take 
all of this military equipment away, away from police, saying they don't need it. It intimidates people. It looks bad in the black community, blah, blah, blah. But it really worked in Orlando. Think about it. This guy had an AR-15 loaded to bear, loaded for war. What are the police going to do? Roll up with their Glocks? Police, get on the ground so they can get shredded in half? Nope. But let's take it one step further. One of the SWAT officers who had his military-style Kevlar on actually took a bullet to the head. And thankfully, he was wearing his Kevlar helmet because that, of course, stopped the bullet. Now, he's got one heck of a shiner on his head that's going to be there for a couple of weeks. But he's up, he's walking, he's alive, he's not seriously injured. Because of this military-style equipment that the president wants to do away with for police. So maybe, just maybe, President Obama will realize the error of his ways and say, hey, maybe police do need this. Because I assure you, had they not had that, that shooting would have lasted a lot longer than it did. There would be more victims. There'd be more casualties. There'd be more people wanting answers up to how this happened. And then if it would have been, well, we used to have Kevlar's helmets and we used to have tactical gear, but the federal mandate from President Obama made us get rid of that. Could you imagine telling that to 50 families? Could you imagine them saying, oh, so if you guys had that, you could have stopped this shooter before he killed 50 more people or before he fled and went to another location and set off a bomb. Oh, you could have caught him, but, you know, the federal government didn't want you to have all this equipment because it's intimidating. Well, let's really talk about intimidation. I'm at a nightclub, minding my own business, getting my groove on, dancing, pretending to dance, trying to dance, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, in the midst of the noise, in the music, in the crowd, you hear pop. And you think, uh-oh, I thought that was a gunshot, but now we're at a club. And then you start seeing bodies fall. And then you see an AR-15 pointed at you. Let's talk intimidation. Are you going to stop right then and say, well, shoot, I really hope the police that are coming have the equipment they need to make sure I'm alive. No, you're going to think, oh, my life's about to end. But given the environment this country is in, I would expect going anywhere that my police are already armed and equipped better than the bad guys. Now, I'll be honest, I've never, ever been a Trump supporter. Now, don't get me wrong. It's no secret. I sway Republican. But I've never been a Trump supporter. But hearing what he said today doesn't mean he's going to get my vote by any means. But he told it like it is. Maybe that's what I like about it. He told it like it is. He mentioned freedom. He mentioned what's going on in this country. He mentioned what needs to be done in this country. So I want to play that, and then I'm going to come back and talk about it. Attack on the Pulse nightclub. 
in Orlando, Florida, was the worst terrorist strike on our soil since September 11th. The horror is beyond description. The families of these wonderful people are totally devastated, and they will be forever. A radical Islamic terrorist targeted the nightclub, not only because he wanted to kill Americans, but in order to execute gay and lesbian citizens because of their sexual orientation. We need to respond to this attack on America as one united people, with force, purpose, and determination. Did you hear what he said? Respond as one united people. That's what it's all about, in my opinion. And again, I've never been a Trump supporter. I know he likes to rock the boat and say things about this religion, this race. I get it. He's trying to get elected. He's saying what people want to hear. I get it. You can't say he's an idiot by any means. He's a very smart man. But I truly believe he meant exactly what he said. Respond as one united nation. That's what we are. At the end of the day, those people inside that club are American citizens. Now, here's what's ironic about most of the victims there. They had Hispanic names. So Donald Trump didn't come out and say, well, let's respond with the exception of the ones that have Hispanic names. He didn't say that. He didn't respond and say, well, let's respond except for the ones that were black who may support Black Lives Matter movement. He didn't say that. He said we are one. And in times like this, this is how this country needs to be as one. For those of you that can remember September 11th, 2001, think back to that day. I can remember that day like it was yesterday. I just left the house. My son was barely six months old. My ex-wife was feeding him. When I left, I turn on the radio. They say a plane just hit the World Trade Center. As I'm driving to work, I said, this is a horrible joke. Change the station. It's all over the radio. I get to work. Now, I'm in the Army at this point. I get to work. Everyone's in the lounge watching the television, and the second plane hits. I can remember that day like it was yesterday. I can remember what I ate that day. I can remember everything. So, I say that to say this. What I do remember about that day, the days after, the weeks, the months after, there was no blacks. There were no whites. There were no Mexicans. There were no spicks, no niggers, no rednecks, no honkies. None of this. It was the United States and its people standing in solidarity helping each other out, doing what they could to provide for the families of the victims, searching for victims in all of that rubble. In the midst of all that tragedy, that was one of the most beautiful things I had ever seen because I don't remember at any point in time during September 11th thinking, oh, well, there's a black guy helping to look for people. There's a white guy helping to look for people. Hey, there's a Mexican guy right there looking for people. I just saw people of this country, the United States of America, the greatest country in the world, coming together as one. 
And that is what it's all about. Whether you're Democrat, Republican, whatever you are, at the end of the day, as Americans, it is our responsibility, our duty to secure the future of this country that our kids have to live in and their kids have to live in. It's our responsibility and our duty to come together as one and to stop the problem. And for those of you that think the problem is gun control, you're wrong. For those of you who think it's because assault rifles are being sold, you're wrong. The problem is that there are forces out there, and I ain't talking Star Wars. There are forces out there that want to destroy this country and everything we believe in. From our religion to our beliefs. I mean, 20 years ago, would I have been okay with someone being gay or lesbian? No. But as Muhammad Ali said, the man that thinks the same way he did 30 years ago has shown no growth. So if you want to date someone that looks like you, hey, that's your prerogative. It's 2016. Who am I to judge who you date? Because it's your God-given American right to date whoever you want to. I've dated people my mom didn't agree with simply because of the color of their skin. But who is she to judge? It's my God-given American right. To date who I want to date. And this is what this guy in Orlando wanted to wipe out. Oh, I don't agree with their lifestyle, so I'll just go kill them all. That's not what America is about. It's not what it's about. America is you be who the hell you want to be when you want to be them. And I support it 100%. That's what makes us great. And that's what makes this country Unique, because you can go to a lot of other countries, believe me, where if you are openly gay, oh, that is a wrap. You may as well have committed murder. It's looked at just like that. But here we are in the greatest country in the world that gives us that freedom to do that. And anytime anyone wants to stop that, then we need to deal with them, like Donald Trump said, with force. And make no mistake about it, we're coming for you, ISIS. It may not be today. It may be after the elections are over, because we know it's a political season. But rest assured, whoever gets in office next, you are on the top of their hit list. Because we, America, will not, cannot accept you coming here or you attaching yourself to people who are already here to carry out your mission because you're too much of a, I can't say that word. I already said one bad word already. You are too much of a coward to come do it yourself. So you come here and you get these guys that look like you, that have names like you, and you pump their head up full of crap, and then they do stupid stuff. But we're coming for you. We're coming for you. You don't get to do the worst terrorist attack in this country in over 15 years and get away with it. If you think you can, you are sadly mistaken. I assure you, we are coming for you eventually.
And I wanted to leave you with that before we get out of here for tonight. No, that wasn't a war zone. That was footage from September 11th at the World Trade Center. Now, in that, you just heard explosions. You heard sirens. You heard chaos. You heard people yelling, get up, get up. That wasn't a war zone. That happened right here on U.S. soil. So in all that pandemonium, if we are saying that this attack in Orlando over the weekend is the worst terrorist attack since September 11th, 2001, then we have a huge problem in this country. There is a threat to this country, and we face it every day. We look at it every day. It wants to destroy the country that I fought for, the country my father fought for before me, the country that many men and women that I know fought for and are still fighting for, not to include the hundreds of thousands of men and women that I don't know that put on a U.S. uniform every day to defend this country. But there's people that want to destroy it. There is a problem here that we need to fix. So, to the victims in Orlando, I close with this. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. Our prayers are with you, your families, to those that are still in the hospital. We pray for your speedy recovery, but I assure you, the United States of America has your back more than you will ever know. I want to thank you for listening tonight. I know I got off topic from Beyond the Badge, but I think this message had to be heard. Sometimes you got to put your agenda behind you and focus on the agendas that are most important. And that's what I wanted to do tonight. So I thank you for listening. I'll be back next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, exclusively RadioInfluence.com and available for downloads on iTunes immediately after. Thank you and good night. To continue the conversation, get updates on the show, and to find out when you can see him on television, follow Vincent on Twitter at Vincent Hill TV. That's at Vincent Hill TV. This has been Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence.